Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And we're continuing a study this week on the Holy Spirit. And we started by speaking about the divinity of the Holy Spirit and show that, for example, in Isaiah chapter 6, and verse 8, it clearly says, The Lord declared to Isaiah. And yet, in the book of Acts, in recalling this scripture and quoting this scripture, it says the Holy Spirit spoke. So we see that the Spirit spoke, and the Lord spoke, and it's one voice coming forth from the Godhead. We also spoke about the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's referred to as He. We spent some time speaking about uh, scriptures from the Old Testament that really show that water was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel 47, we saw that the water flowed out from the house of God, and it started as a little trickle, then it became ankle-deep, knee-deep, groin-deep, and then a thousand cubits further, it was water in over our heads, and that was a picture of the baptism or the immersion of the Holy Spirit. And we saw again the connection between water and the Holy Spirit. For example, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, as the priest was pouring the water libation over the uh, offering in the temple, we read that Jesus at that moment said in John 7, verse 37, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus took a moment when the water was being spilled on the offering to speak in terms of water, but it was really a reference to the Holy Spirit. And that, I believe, was inspired by a scripture in Isaiah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me for a moment to Isaiah chapter 44. 
where we see a parallelism, which was a frequent way of writing in, in the Hebrew Scriptures. Isaiah 44, verse 3 says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land. And in Hebrew it says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty ones, and streams on the dry ground. And then immediately in that same verse, the parallel here is, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring, and my blessings on your descendants. So we see that water was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Then we spoke about the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. And I can't emphasize this enough, that if Jesus, as a son of man, relied on the Holy Spirit for everything in his life, how much more should we rely on the Holy Spirit in our lives? For example, we pointed out in Luke 1, verse 35, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. We saw in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, that the Holy Spirit led Jesus even into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. We saw also that Jesus spoke in the synagogue in Nazareth and quoted Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. So Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. We saw in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was able to cast out demons. Further, he was offered as a sacrifice on the cross by the Holy Spirit. We see that in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. And finally, we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, that the Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit, and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us to quicken our mortal bodies. So it's powerful, June. What an example we have in Jesus. How much more should we be so utterly dependent and rely on the Holy Spirit? And it was Jesus who said on the great day of the feast, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Yes. And so he showed his deity. He showed that he was the Son of God. He was the Lord God of Israel, which means, Shelley, if we desire to be immersed in the Holy Spirit, we are actually thirsty. Hallelujah. With thirsting yes, Lord. for the Lord and want the Lord. We want more of him. Amen. And the way we get more of him is through the Spirit which he sent after the resurrection. The Father sent us the Holy Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, which is the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit that can lead us and guide us and empower us and cause us to be overcomers. You know, Junior, when you said that, it, you know, in Hebrew it's Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of Holiness. And what a message is in that, the Ruach is Spirit and Kodesh is Holy. So we need the Spirit of Holiness, the Holy Spirit. Well, today we'd like to look at examples in the New Testament of immersions or baptisms in the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. It says, For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. 
that is a powerful scripture that has application today because Junie, the way I read it, it says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Can we really be effective witnesses without being immersed in the Holy Spirit? And how much more, Shelley, since the final days are going to be the most horrific yes. to live in, do we need oh, the yes. Holy Spirit to enable us and empower us and teach us to be overcomers. Yes. So following that, let's go to Acts chapter 2, where we see the fulfillment of this. And of course, this was on the day, the Feast of Shavuot in Hebrew, the day of Pentecost. Chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Junie, this is so clear and definitive that this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to point out that there are a number of examples. And in many of these examples, one of the uh, manifestations was the speaking in tongues. And it's interesting, Shelley, being Jewish and not knowing different doctrines. Um, when I came to know the Lord the night that he came to me, I saw tongues of fire wow. surrounding our bedroom, Shelley. And that's when uh, I felt the hand of God touching me and the Lord's prayer was spoken through me and I never even heard or knew the Lord's Prayer. And so Lord. tongues of fire is as much alive and real today as it was in the days of the apostles. Amen. All right, so it's a clear thing that speaking in tongues was a manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Go with us now to the book of Acts, chapter 8, and we'd like to start at verse 5, okay? Verse 5 in Acts 8. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was much rejoicing in that city. Now there was a certain man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from smallest to greatest, were giving attention to him, saying, This man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with his magic arts. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. This is a powerful demonstration. Some people could be uh, mesmerized or astonished at other things, but when they believe Philip uh, preaching a good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, they were baptized. So this is powerful. They received salvation through the ministry of Philip, 
but they received the Holy Spirit through the ministry of Peter and John. We see that in verses 14 to 17 in Acts 8. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they went, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Junie, so this is, can I call it, the second instance in the book of Acts of the immersion or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we experienced, Shelley, when we lived in Minnesota, people coming from all over the world and many different doctrines and teachings. And I remember you, Shelley, as well as other men uh, that laid hands on those who wanted more of God and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and their lives were never the same. Really, I just want to say at the outset, I know this could be a very controversial subject. It is a controversial subject. It still is, right? It probably always will be. But I just pray that you would open your minds. We're not telling you to do anything, but ask the Lord to instruct you, okay? Ask the Lord what is right. A lot of people, you know, just say this was not, this is not for today. But that promise, as we read in Acts 1, is for us and for our children who are far off. And if anything is needed in these day and this day and age, as we spoke before, certainly on the first day of the week, we are in days of preparation. We're living in perilous times, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives uh, to sustain us through the difficult days that are coming ahead. So these were the first two examples of the immersion in the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to start the next one because we'll have to cut it short in the middle. But I uh, encourage you to look at Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 6, Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 48, and Acts chapter 9, 10 to 19, because these are other examples of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for your word. Thy word is truth. And I ask you, Lord, that we could cry out to you for wisdom in this subject and that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit in these days. I pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And... You can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.